Hey, hey, everybody, what is going on? Welcome to episode number 125 of the Private Labeler Show. Now, in this episode, everybody, I'm going to be sharing some of my thoughts on the recent reports of account suspensions happening as a result of things like rank manipulation and related violations. Now, this is a totally unplanned and informal episode, but I really wanted to share some thoughts some ideas on the subject because I think it's in order and I think I could help some people out there just by sharing some of my opinions on the subject. But first, before we jump into the fun, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, then please do so. Um, I also appreciate a lot of the recent reviews coming out on iTunes. You guys are awesome. I love reading them. Uh, Thanks specifically to Kilo Green for that awesome review there. So if you could please leave a review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. And you can do that by going to privatelabelershow.com forward slash iTunes. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the community lately. Now, I'm talking specifically about reports of account suspensions for things like sellers claiming, you know, using uh, certain launch services or let's just say the umbrella of manipulation. So like rank manipulation, review manipulation, probably that whole umbrella there, like sellers reporting, Amazon cracking down on that. Maybe they got their account suspended, what have you. And I kind of wanted to to dive into that stuff, give you my take on what I think is going on, and then share some of my advice about using launch services going forward and launching products and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I want to dive into here. Now, Typically what happens anytime anybody gets their account suspended, they're naturally upset about it and they want to kind of vent and complain, maybe warn others, what have you. So it's typically only like one or two people maybe that start the hysteria where, you know, they post something in a group somewhere or whatever, and it gets shared amongst a lot of groups and people start to see that and they kind of freak out a little bit. So that's kind of what I think is happening. I personally don't think Amazon's like on any sort of a streak that's larger than normal where they're going after people. I just think it's business as usual for them, okay? So that's kind of just my take on that. Another thing to consider too is whenever somebody gets their account suspended and they kind of complain about it, you know, naturally they're upset. Like they want to vent about it, but you don't entirely know how truthful they are. Like do they, were they being honest about what they reported and Were they leaving a few things out? Like it's possible. It's possible that Amazon kind of gave them a few warnings, but they didn't really, you know, seem to think it was a big deal and they kept doing whatever they shouldn't have been doing. So you always have to kind of realize that and and understand that. Now, the other thing too is Amazon makes mistakes. They're not perfect. So sometimes certain things happen with your ASINs or your, your account or whatever, and it's total accident and it's total pain to like fight back against it or whatever. You know, you know how it is dealing with Amazon, but that's all stuff that you have to consider. So here's kind of my take on where, where things are with Amazon and cracking down on tactics or, you know, maybe these launch services, things like that. Things are like maybe gray areas in the terms of service or, or what have you. So if you kind of think about it, in my opinion, you know, Amazon really isn't looking to target like the small potato sellers, kind of just like the regular everyday sellers. I think they're going after a lot of times just the larger scale manipulation, like that, you know, kind of the more of the elaborate schemes 
that are always seem to be going on. And I think sometimes some of the smaller sellers kind of just get caught up in the web of that. Now, what you have to understand about Amazon is that they're huge, right? It's a huge, huge platform. And yeah, naturally they're going to attract some bad apples, okay? And they want to do everything that they can to rid their platform of these dirty tactics and kind of these people looking to exploit loopholes or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, just kind of stuff I've talked about in the past. Whereas, you know, if Amazon gets brought up in the, in the news or in the media or anything like that for anything negative, they obviously hate that. But they usually look to address those problems because they don't want the bad press. So as an example, a long time ago, Amazon had an issue with big brands, big, large global brands, not necessarily wanting to sell on their platform anymore due to things like counterfeit. So Amazon comes through and changes a bunch of the rules and, and uh, services around counterfeit and, you know, offers uh, programs and things like that to fight against it. So that kind of came about. And then they had a whole issue with reviews, with fraudulent, the, the, the messed up review system that they used to have and how easy it was to game it. And that was a big issue for a long time. So since then, Amazon has done a lot to address that problem with their systems. Okay. It's not so easy to game the review system anymore. So all things considered, there's always people looking to exploit Amazon for their gain. And therefore, their systems are constantly changing to kind of uh, thwart off and, and fight that stuff, okay? So I, I just see that as um, kind of what's been going on. Again, they're, they're kind of doing things to protect against some of these larger scale manipulators. And unfortunately, smaller sellers might get wrapped up in it. Now, here's the deal here. Let's dive into launch services specifically, which again, are, are kind of a, you know, kind of a weird topic right now. Um, I personally would be very cautious in using any sort of a launch service at this moment. Okay. And even going forward. So specifically, if you have a product that doesn't have any sales history and all of a sudden out the gate, you're coming out with, you know, tons of sales and they're all deeply discounted. Uh, I think that's a red flag on Amazon's part and they're, they're going to look at that. Okay. Behind the scenes. So just be very cautious. Now I'm not saying don't use launch services or, or what have you. I, I just, I personally wouldn't use them, but I'm not saying you shouldn't. Okay. Um, I would just say if you are just use them in conjunction with other traffic. Okay. So with PPC, with, you know, your email list and stuff like that, just have it as maybe part of your your launch strategy or whatever, but you know, just only using launch services, I think is a very risky play going forward. Now, if you want to use these services, any of these sites, what have you, and there's so many of them now, I can't keep track. I don't care to keep track. You know, a lot of times you guys will reach out and ask me, Hey, what do you think of this launch service or this site or that? I don't know. I do it. It's like, I, there's so many of them popping up all the time. I just, whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not attached to them. Um, maybe like a lot of sellers out now, I, I kind of do things my own way, which I'll get into. But you know, if you want to use these sites, what I would suggest, since you are responsible for this, make sure you know how this site is operating. Like if they're a deal site or whatever, how do they, uh, how do they get their customers? Like if they got a bunch of freebie seekers or whatever that they, a big list of them, like, how are they getting that list? Uh, how are they distributing your coupons? How are they distributing your links? Like, what does the process look like? And a lot of these sites might have it explained directly on their site. Or if you do have questions, I would at minimum just recommend reaching out to them. 
Like, hey, I, I want to know exactly if I give you guys a couple hundred bucks to launch my product, like what's the process like completely? I want to know everything, okay? It's just uh, better safe than sorry. And that way you can judge for yourself on whether or not you think it's above board or you think it's acceptable to Amazon's terms of service and their guidelines and things like that, okay? So the other thing is be very cautious if they say that they're within terms of service or, hey, we're, we're cool with Amazon, you know, we're good to go, don't worry. I'd take all that with a grain of salt, okay? Maybe that launch service got in contact with Amazon a long time ago and said, hey, you know, we just want to make sure that we're in compliance with your guidelines. You know, we want to be everything, everything, you know, A-OK here. And maybe that was the case two years ago. But Amazon evolves. They evolve with their guidelines, their terms of service. Everything is always changing. Their systems and all, you know, what they're focused on. So just because you'd been using that site or that tactic or whatever a long time ago and Amazon didn't have a problem with it, doesn't mean that that's the case today, okay? So just understand that. Just be cautious. Again, if they say, hey, they're within terms of service, don't worry. Um, If something happens to your ASIN or your account gets suspended, is that deal site or that launch service going to go to bat for you and defend you against Amazon? No, absolutely not. So you are fully responsible regardless, okay? I think at minimum, you know, if something were to happen, maybe they just re- that site would refund your money or hopefully. But again, you're responsible, okay? So if you're using some taboo, you know, launch site that one person told you about, you know, you're just kind of gambling there, okay? So here's the other thing. A lot of these launch services, not all, but a lot of them have a list of customers that they launch your products to, okay? A list of customers that they've derived, that they've come up with. And these are what you call freebie seekers or deal seekers, these customers, okay? I personally, just me, I wouldn't want these deal seekers buying my products anymore. I just wouldn't, okay? I think Amazon behind the scenes can can look at the the these deal seekers, these freebie seekers, you know, Hey, it's like, why is it every time that Sally here in her account, she's only buying products at like ridiculously, uh, big, big discounts or whatever. I think Amazon kind of flags that. And if that's connected now to your ASINs on any sort of scale, that's just probably not good. Okay. So I would try try to steer clear of any site that really is uh, pushing a lot of that deal seeker type of stuff. And those types of customers, they're not even really customers. Like all they're doing is in a lot of cases is like they're treating this as like a business. So they find these sites that you might be using for your launch services. They're signing up and what they're doing is they're buying your products or getting your products at a ridiculously cheap price and then they're flipping them and they're making money. Okay. That's what a lot of it has become. So they might even list against you on your own damn listing. Okay. And they might list on eBay or whatever, but it's like a business, part-time business for some of these people. Okay. So I think Amazon can see all that. And again, I just wouldn't want my product, my ASIN connected to any of those people whatsoever. Okay. That's just me. Um, now the other thing too is, um, you know, if you've had success with these sites, like I said, keep, keep using them, whatever. It's all at your own risk, but just know what you're kind of getting yourself into. Now, here's the deal. My advice, my advice is as follows now and going forward, instead of spending money on these services, these launch services, why wouldn't you spend the money on building your own audience? So if you're going to spend $500 on a launch service or or giveaway, whatever that is, if you're going to do that, wouldn't you rather spend that money to build your own and own 
email list or your own many chat list or whatever. Like, I think that's, that's money well spent because that way with your own audience, you can control everything. Like you can, you can control it completely and you can use that audience again and again and again to launch products, to relaunch products, to get reviews, to all do all these different things. So again, that's my advice. Now, the other question for you is, do you really have a business if you don't have a customer list? And I'd say, eh, probably really not. You don't have like a real business in this game if you're not even building any sort of your own customer list, okay? So that's just kind of business 101 in this e-commerce world. You build a list, simple as that. Again, it could be email, it could be ManyChat. Both have their own pros and cons. If you wanna do one or the other or both, you know, do one of them. If you want to do many chat, if that excites you with chat bots and messenger and things like that, you know, again, it's got pros and cons. Okay. It's not perfect, but I did a, uh, I did a podcast with Michelle Barnum Smith. I think it was episode number 122. That was by far probably one of my most popular podcasts ever. Okay. Because it's, it's an awesome topic and she's teaching it to Amazon sellers. Again, if you haven't listened to that episode, check it out. I'll link that in the show notes. Or actually, you can just go right to privatelabelershow.com forward slash 122. She's got a webinar that you can watch where she teaches you, teaches Amazon sellers how to do all this, like how to how to build these many chat lists and things like that so that you can launch your products to them. It's an asset that you own. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think that like she gives you all the training. She gives you all the tools and the resources. It's like, why wouldn't you use that? So instead of spending the money on some of these launch services, Spend that, allocate that money elsewhere to build your own audience so that you're not reliant on, you know, said launch service that might, might not even be available. It might not even be around next month. Okay. For your next product. So that's just kind of my advice there. So again, check out episode number 122 with Michelle Barnett Smith. Again, at least watch the webinar. Uh, she's got a lot of other, she's got coaching, she's got training, she's got all this stuff. So check it out. Now, what I want to do is I want to just give you, since we're kind of talking about it, I want to give you just a basic launch strategy that you can pick and choose from, but just some basic things that you're going to want to do. If you uh, didn't want to become fully reliant on these launch services, potentially putting your account at jeopardy, suspensions with Amazon, all that stuff. If you're leery about it, here's what you can do. So let's say you got your product and you want to get it out there. I would say first prong is utilize pay-per-click, but be strategic with it if you want. And what I would do is I would find a handful of relevant long tail keywords, okay, for your product. So find a handful of relevant long term keywords that maybe are like three, four, five words in the phrase, whatever it might be, and find these keywords that have a decent amount of traffic, but are also, um, you know, not going to be expensive to get clicks on, okay? So do some research there. Use whatever tools you got to use to kind of decipher those, like, you know, how much is the cost per click going to be on average for this or that? So that way you're going to want to find some some, some kind of uh, long hanging fruit, if you will. And then what I like to do, you don't have to do this, but I like to just find my top one or two main keywords, like my keywords that I would have in my title. And I'm going to target them right off the bat, just kind of going full bore on an exact match as well. So that, you know, if I'm selling a grill brush and I want to get bloody with it a little bit, I can get page one for my product for that top keyword that I'm going after grill brush or whatever. And again, it might cost me a lot, but, and that's just me, like if I want to allocate money for that, it might cost me a lot. I might get a lot of blown clicks and a lot of wasted money, but at least I can kind of see where my product stacks up, okay? And I can always cancel it, you know, and just focus in on those low-hanging fruit. So that's just uh, the pay-per-click stuff. And then obviously if you have any, 
sort of email list or many chat list or both, what I would do is segment that list into thirds. So I'm launching a product. What I would do is I would have a third of my list. I would try to offer them the product just at full price. See what happens. Okay. So 0% discount. Just a, here you go. Okay. I'm going to try to get those full price sales. And then the other um, third of the list, I would offer at a, uh, a decent discount, maybe 10, 15%. Okay. So I'd have an email go out to them. And the idea is I want to get some full price sales and some lightly discounted sales because I want those customers to be able to leave reviews. Okay. That's the idea. Want them to be able to, you go too hard and heavy on that discount. Amazon typically won't let them leave a review at all. Okay. So that's no good when you're obviously trying to launch products. Now, my other third, the, the other, um, email would go out to a segment. Uh, maybe I offer like, I don't know, maybe a 25% discount, maybe up to a 50%, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. And I would just send that out as well. So I just divide my and segment my list into thirds there. And that's just kind of how I do it. Now, the other thing that you can choose to do, depending upon how aggressive you want to get with things or how in depth you want to get with your launch is just find an influencer or find somebody else with an audience, find somebody else with a list or whatever. There's a lot of different ways of doing that. You can, if you want to make it easy, just go right to a site like famebit.com, which I've used before and talked about. And you can then find people with an audience that connect with your potential product or your product and your potential customers. And you could do, I don't know, maybe like an, uh, maybe like do something creative, do like an unboxing video or like uh, a review of the product or some sort of a contest or have fun with it, whatever it might be. Just come up with something creative get with an influencer or two or multiple, totally up to you. And you don't have to offer deep discounts. Maybe it's just something small, like 5%, 10%, something like that, you know, whatever you want to obviously, you know, get, uh, get good enough sales. You know, you want to get some sales going through this and not everybody's going to want to buy at full price depending upon the product. But I don't know, like I would say, you know, go right to YouTube or find a, a Facebook group again that you can match up with and, and just talk with the, the YouTube creator or the admin of the Facebook group. And you can do all this stuff for little to no money. Okay. I used to uh, work with some people on YouTube that ha- would have like decent subscribers and decent audiences. You know, they get some, some good uh, range on their videos, but you know, they weren't actively working with big brands or anything like that yet. They were aspiring to get there and just reaching out to them and wanting to connect with them and like, you know, kind of do something creative with the product and, and things like that. They were just, they were freaked out that somebody would actually reach out to them. Like that was something that they didn't think it was possible yet or whatever. And a lot of times they would do it for free. Like they just wanted to make a video and they were just, they were just thrilled that somebody would reach out to them. So you can do a lot of this reaching out to these influencers or people with audiences for free or little money, very little money. So again, just have fun with it and do something creative. And you, again, you don't have to do these massive discounts. You just don't have to. Okay. Um, and also too, early reviewer program. I think, what is it? Still 60 bucks. I think it might be still 60. I would just do it, get it out the way, just pay Amazon the 60 bucks. They'll help you get those first five reviews. Obviously you need sales to get that. Okay. So that's the whole point. You need to push the sales and have, uh, Amazon help you gain and get some of those reviews. Okay. So the whole point is you just kind of want this pronged approach where you got traffic coming from different sources. You know, you're not just giving everything away and just getting kicked in the teeth by just giving your product away at, you know, huge discounts and things like that and going deep into the red right off the bat. So the idea is that if you have 
a, a good product that people really want. You put a lot of thought into it. It's a good offer. You got fantastic images. You got a nice listing or whatever. Um, you know, you won't really need to give away a, a, you know, tons of product at a massive discount. You just won't. Okay. So side note, side note about list building. This still seems to be one of the biggest gaps amongst e-commerce sellers or Amazon sellers in general. I talk about this a ton on the podcast. And I always mention that whenever I go to these seminars or conferences or whenever I see polls of like how many, what, what percentage of sellers are even building any sort of an email list, it's always very, very low. And that always just kind of boggles my mind because I don't think you have a real business in this game if you're not even attempting to build a list. That's just me personally. I think with a little bit of work, you can easily uh, get started creating a list. And what I would advise you guys to do, if you're not doing this already, one of the easiest lists that you can build that ha- that goes on autopilot is to simply have in your product packaging or on your packaging somewhere a way for that customer to go to a landing page that you create using lead pages or I use ClickFunnels now um, to go there and exchange. They put in their email and you give them something. Like Call that like a post-purchase, basically like a... a, a an actual customer list, a real customer list, somebody that bought from you on Amazon, post-purchase, they get the product, and then they go onto your customer list, okay? That's the best customer to get, in my opinion, because they already said yes to you once on Amazon. They're gonna say yes to you again to opt into your email list, okay? And it makes it real easy to then talk to them again and sell them additional products. So this stuff I've definitely covered, but just to give you guys a little food for thought here, with just a little bit of work, like setting up the landing page, setting up, you know, the AWeber service, that basic stuff there. And, you know, obviously you're going to need some sort of a insert card or packaging or promotional cards or whatever to direct the customer. So you got to, you know, kind of work out how that's going to sound and look. But once you put in that little bit of work, here's the kind of the payoffs, just for me, some results for me, from one of my, from one of my brands over the past few years, and this is maybe on average, uh, maybe five to six products in this particular brand. Over the past few years, I have collected, this is post-purchase from Amazon, between seven and 8,000 customers alone, okay? And this is just from Amazon sales, okay? This isn't me trying to build a, you know, a, like a, a list outside of that, you know, running traffic or anything. These are just from people that bought on Amazon, got the product, seen the insert card or seen the packaging, went to my landing page and gave me their email address, okay? So it took a little bit of work to do that. In exchange for that, it runs 24 hours a day, all day long. People just get added to my list. And the only work I did on top of that, besides creating the landing pages, was setting up an autoresponder, having, you know, a handful of messages go out over the span of a few weeks just to kind of, you know, keep things automated. That little bit of work has added, like I said, between seven and 8,000 customers alone, Okay. Maybe you get a few here and there each day. You know, it, it starts off slow, but it, it slowly builds, okay? And those are all people that I can launch products to, new products to going forward, okay? That makes things super easy and almost eliminates my need for ever needing any sort of like uh, a launch service or anything like that, okay? I have my own asset there. And obviously, you guys know I can then take that list, I can pop it into Facebook, And then I can retarget against that and show them ads on Facebook or things like that for new products, for holiday promotions, giveaways. It makes it really, really easy, okay? So again, get lead pages or I have ClickFunnels. 
uh, just for some different purposes. And then AWeber, that's just what I use. You can look at my resources on my resources page, but with a little bit of work, that's the type of list that you can build. And again, once the work is done, you don't have to do anything. Like it just, it just, they just add to your, you know, AWeber every single day, every single day. So it's just a slow build. And again, um, takes a while to get there, but it eliminates my need for any sort of payment to said service provider for a launch or anything like that. So again, it's an asset that I control. I can do whatever I want with. Okay. And my advice again, build assets, stop giving your money away. That's, that's the most important thing to remember. And again, if you want to dive into the many chat part, again, Michelle Barnum Smith, episode number 122, that's privatelabelershow.com forward slash 122. Again, in the show notes for this episode, I'll link her, her uh, free webinar, things like that, that you can check out if you want to go the many chat route. And again, there's pros and cons to email, to many chat, like things you like, don't like so much. You'd have to just kind of have to decide what platform do you want to build your audience on, okay? Start out with one. Or if you're really ambitious, do both. Who knows? So again, I uh, just wanted to share my thoughts on the subject of these account suspensions, people being too reliant on these uh, launch services now, and that kind of being a dangerous thing. Again, just be very, very cautious when you're launching products now, okay? That you're just, you're not doing anything crazy to get on Amazon's radar. Uh, you kind of want to have things, again, look natural, okay? The reviews that you get, making it look natural, the sales that you're getting, you don't, you don't want anything suspicious or anything like that. Not saying that Amazon's going to crack down on you again if you, you know, get really aggressive with, with discounts or whatever, but I just wouldn't want to risk it at this point, okay? Because getting your account suspended, again, not the end of the world, but you got to think those are a lot of days that you might be down. It's a total pain in the butt to actually get Amazon to respond to things a lot of times. You guys know that. It's like the worst seller support on the planet. Uh, again, it's just a headache and I just like to avoid it, okay? And I want you guys to avoid it as well. Build real assets, build your business up for the long haul. You'll make more money in the long run if you have your own uh, customer list that you can effectively launch products to and promotions and things like that, okay? So that about does it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this little impromptu uh, episode here just sharing my opinions. What, I don't know, what, what are your guys' opinions? What are your thoughts? If you are not yet part of the Facebook group, make sure you join that. Go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. Get joined up in there and just uh, to share what you thought of the episode. I would, uh, I would love to hear it. And also too, if you haven't left a review on iTunes, please make sure you do that. Also subscribe to the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. So that about does it. I'll talk to you guys very soon in the next episode that I got planned later. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.